This episode of Two Girls, One Pup was brought to you by listeners like you who support independent artists and by people who love puppies. Pups and dogs. Dogs. Male camp. Dogs. Puppies. Ooh. As I've mentioned, the Two Girls, One Pup show is going to be at the Riot LA Comedy Festival on January 31st. We have an amazing show planned with everything from games, segments, a panel, raffle prizes, the red carpet. We always have our paparazzi. And most importantly, we're going to be partnering with Best Friends Animal Society of LA. Portions of our ticket sales will go to Best Friends, and they invited me to their headquarters. So I went out to Mission Hills. I spoke to Mark Peralta executive director as well as about 114 dogs so coming up on this episode of two girls one pup it's all my best friends it's time for a pup cast Monique Madrid next to me, of course, is the Honorable Comet the Pup. First thing we need to do, we're going to go out and meet some dogs in our neighborhood. Who's this guy? He's a sweetheart. What's his name? Uh, Beckham. Beckham? Yeah. Beckham. Soccer player. It's also the biggest Kong I've ever seen. She, uh, she, she gets into different little things. We caught her with a medicine bottle a little while ago. Oh, so really? She was digging for that red thing, and I said, oh, no, now what is she doing? This is Beckham. She is so cute. She's sweet. How old is she? Beckham's, like, three years old, but he has, like, some arthritis things going on, and, but very, so very sweet. Oh, yeah. So he's looking for a home. We put him up here to give him a little bit more uh, more attention. Yeah. So. You know, my um, black lab at Hope Dodger, mm-hmm. he was starting to kind of, like, he's, like, eight now, limp a little bit in the uh-huh. career. So we got those glucosamine. The glucosamine? Yeah, mm-hmm. like we would take it as yeah. dogs. Yeah. It took like maybe two weeks max and he was not limping at all. Anymore. Yeah, it really makes a difference. Yeah. yeah, our dog uses it too. He was not, he was getting sick on the pills, even though they're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, so we switched them to the juice. We call it meat juice because mm-hmm. it's flavored like juice. So he gets his meat juice every morning. But I was amazed. That yeah. He- it it's crazy, right? Maybe it'll work on us that's then. That's what I take. Right? <laughs> <For> my bones. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll take a walk around. So. All right. Well, Mark, tell us, uh, first and foremost, who you are. Uh, who am I? Wow. That's a loaded question. It's a very... <laughs> yeah. What are your philosophies yes. in life and... I am. I'm the. I'm lucky enough to be the executive director for Best Friends Animal Society, and that's a fancy word for I get to run two adoption centers here in LA. We pull uh, cats and dogs from the city shelters here in LA uh, for adoption, um, all with the um, intention of making Los Angeles the largest no-kill city in the country. And how are we doing on that goal? We're doing great. Yeah. Yeah. So we've uh, reduced shelter deaths by like 56%. So that means 56% of animals that were dying in 2011 are now alive. Wow. And uh, we're marching our way towards seeing nine out of every 10 dog uh, get out of animal shelters alive. Some some animals enter shelters and they're suffering, they're sick, or they're really dangerous. That's We're not trying to stop that. That's okay. the kinder thing to do. But if you're simply running out of space and you're killing animals because you don't have any more time and space, we don't think that's ethical. There's no reason for it, and that's what we're looking to stop. Oh, that's interesting. I wasn't sure what the difference was. Yeah. There are times that you're like, like you said, this animal's suffering. Absolutely. 
Well, and that's why the kill, uh, no kill, like, and then the word kill is so important because euthanasia has been used as this kind of umbrella term for everything that gets put to sleep in a shelter. Yeah, but euthanasia is relieving pain. So if you do have an animal that's dangerous or you do have an animal that's suffering, that's prognosis is bad, that really is a euthanasia. We're all for that. But simply, hey, this guy's too old, nobody's going to adopt him, or he's out of space, that's killing. Yeah. So that's why we say no kill. I love that. We're about I'm going to walk go, around. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get a little loud. It's so you ready loud. for this? I'm, I'm so excited. There's 118 dogs that want to meet you. So, Ooh, yes. I want to meet them all. Yes. And, and I, unfortunately, they were hoping Comet was here as well, but I guess that's not happening. I know. I felt like if I brought Comet, it might give him flashbacks. Yeah, no, I no doubt. I make him nervous that no doubt. he was, like, going to get left. No so doubt. Well, that's okay. Well, they'll be happy to meet you anyway, I'm, I so. told Comet it might bring home. Like a dozen <laughs> brothers and sisters, which he will not be thrilled about, but I'm, I'm, I might have to. Okay, well. So yeah, so this is the outdoor adoption area, and you can see we really try to celebrate great adoption stories. So these are actually real. Uh, these pictures are real animals that got adopted here and that were saved. And you can see all of our animals originate from the city shelter. So South LA City Shelter or Harbor City Shelter. And these are real faces of real guys. Um, yeah, we're a national animal. Uh, we're a national nonprofit. Uh, we started and are the largest sanctuary in North America, uh, Southern Utah. It's beautiful. So if you're an outdoorsy person, which you look like you are, it's a great time to go out there and visit because you have Bryce National Park, Zion National Park, all of that's right there, Grand Canyon. But we started there in the early '80s, um, and it was because we had this crazy idea that. You know, animals shouldn't be killed because they run out of time. Right. Like, there's enough homes, so we just need to figure out how to do things differently so animals can find homes. And how this is what's worked in. 1984, 31 years ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And I love, I mean, this is great because it's Southern California, so they can be outside. I yep. mean, they're in big kennels. Yep. Hi, buddy. So, Hi. yeah, they're in big kennels. Uh, we have volunteers. We have over a thousand volunteers that come in here, get these guys out, walk them around. This, this is a city facility, by the way, too, that we operate. So um, when it gets hot, there's actually misters. And when we get cold, their little cubbies in here are heated. So there's a lot of little uh, small comfort things that really make their stay as good as possible. What happens if you run out of space? You said there's 118. So what if you have 118? Sorry, that's yeah. uh, <laughs> got a, Do you want to say something, too? Do you want to say something to the listeners? Hi. What's his name? This is, let me tell you who this is. This is Sherlock. Sherlock, hi. Do you want to say hi, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm husky. <laughs> oh, my yeah, goodness. That's Somebody will come and adopt you, buddy. So what happens if we run out of space? So because we're an adoption center, what we do basically is we always keep our kennels up to capacity. So that means we always have at least 118 kennels full. Um, we can't pull an animal from the city shelter until we adopt. So okay. it is really okay. a quick numbers game. So we try to adopt as quickly as possible. But right now, there's animals that are still dying for space in LA. Yeah. As I told you before, it's way better. So like to give you a number, about 23,000 cats and dogs were dying in LA three years ago. That's a really high yeah. number. Right now, 2015, it's 10,000. Okay. So even though it's That's still a high number, we're making huge strides. So it's going, it's going really well. Do I hear classical music? You do. Really? You do. So we play classical music. We do little things to try to make their stay as unstressful as possible. Yeah. And classical music kind of helps drown out all the excitement. So yes. I love it. Oh my 
So yeah, meet and greet rooms here, and like you said, we have pictures all over the place of our wonderful successes of adoptions. And we always try to shout out our partners at LA Animal Services because even though they're they have to kill for space with the amount of animals they have, they're our partners. It's not really a shelter problem, it's a community issue, and us as a community thinking about different ways to solve this issue. Okay. Yeah. So this is by far the loudest interview I've ever done. Yes. <laughs> And are they split up by breeds or, or size or types? How is that organized? We really organize them to mix them up as much as possible. So um, a lot of times the guys at the end tend to be a little less excited so they're not jumping all over the place all the time. But really it's a hodgepodge of mixture. So if this guy gets adopted, the guy that we pull from the shelter that comes next will go into his kennel. Okay. You know? But we will play around, move people around if dogs are doing better in certain areas or if we want a certain dog to get a little bit more attention. Oh, this is cool. So yeah. they do training here as well? We do that? training, yeah. We have three trainers here. This also uh, lets all of the volunteers know who's been walked and what we want to do because we make sure all of these guys get out every day. Cool. Yeah. And you can see this is a wonderful volunteer here. Hi. Oh, pretty good. So we have cats and dogs here, so I mean, that's I what we're focused on. One of those, no, I'm just I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, here's my question for you. Sure. How do you not have 85 dogs at home all the time? It's tough. I mean, I, I kind of have. The thing that I have is, you know, when you have centers like this, I have 118 dogs here, right. so it makes it easier. <laughs> but um, it's tough, you know, to not take them all home. But you have to have restraint. Do you right? have any at home? Oh, I have six. You have six? I have six. Well, <laughs> yeah. What kind of dogs do you have? So I have three pugs, which are really living stuffed animals. They're not even really dogs. Right, right, right. They're, I have they're a, just fart machines they are. and snorters. They, exactly. So they are amazing. So they all equate to one dog in my mind. And then I have a Pekingese. Um, I have a pit bull. And then I have a 15-year-old foster failure that is like a Maltese thing, but she's almost like a Walking Dead character because she bites and walks in a very weird way and shows no expression. So I think she really is a zombie. She's a zombie. Yeah, I think she's starting that the whole zombie trend. And so that's did, what we have at home. Did you adopt all of them from best friends? We uh, from various rescues, not all okay. best friends. But all yeah. right. Yeah. Just make sure you're practicing. Well, Pug Nation, which you guys have helped out before <laughs> too. My pugs came from them. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah, and Karma Rescue, which also. Um, How do you? pick which um like how did you pick your dogs i pick dogs with the exception of the zombie dog um <laughs> that are really well trained so people think that i'm a much better dog owner than i really am fair enough yeah and they're like wow this guy really yeah. knows his stuff <laughs> but what end up happening I'm, i just get these wonderfully amazing dogs and people are like your dogs are so amazing and it's, it's it really I, builds me up yeah it's us in comment where yeah. we're like we did nothing <laughs> right. now if i had to raise him from a puppy he would be Right. Awful, I'm right. sure. Right. So, you know, it's just that connection, right? You just, just like people, you get these weird connections with these dogs. But, you know, really it's to fit my lifestyle. I'm a busy guy, so I need dogs that are going to be chill to yeah. sleep on the floor, be okay on their own for a little bit. And uh, luckily I have those. What's your background that, uh, how'd you come to Best Friends? What's your... Well, I started actually working in shelters. So um, I was in the music business prior. Thanks. You're welcome. And uh, as much fun as that was, um, and how much I love it still, I'm still a huge music and comedy fan, and I love going out. I actually worked in a comedy club. Really? Uh, I did oh. when I was in college. Oh, cool. And it was amazing because I was a bartender and cocktail waitress, so I was um, 
harassed incessantly by every comic that came in, which was amazing. Yep. <laughs> um, so uh, when I left the entertainment field, I went back to college and I started actually from the bottom. I started as a, as a kennel attendant. So I was picking up because I just kind of wanted to learn and then I just moved my way up and I'm an executive director in 10 years. Looking back, does it surprise any of your family that this is what you do? Yeah, a lot of them don't get it. So they're what? like, so you owned a club, you were doing music <laughs> and you're doing what with animals now? Um, I recently was married uh, and I was able to bring a lot of my friends and family to the Best Friends Sanctuary and I think for the first time it really, they kind of understood this kind of community thing and what was really happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for some of them, they, they couldn't really wrap their heads around it. It seems like this would be a, <laughs> you would, family would support this more than an entertainment yeah. career. Are you yeah. kidding me? Well, with family, <laughs> I think it was okay. It was mostly my friends yeah. that are like, oh my God, you know, the bar and the bands and you know, yeah. yeah so. You're like, oh darn, now I'm just helping yeah. other beings and being selfless. Exactly. Being... And I can see the sun and you know, some of those kind of things that are, you know, you take for granted. <laughs> yeah, you've so. got a little purpose in life yeah. versus like, yeah, I, that's what's so nice about Two Girls, One Pup is that it is kind of that combination yep. of comedy and, and, and entertainment but it's a little less selfish than yeah. I think uh, I, I probably had been before. All yeah. This. Well, Monique, I'll tell you, like, I wish I had more of, uh, you know, your kind of frame of thought. When I was actually doing large promotions and shows, I wish I would have been more community oriented. And it didn't really happen until I started working in shelters. Mm -hmm. So it is amazing because the entertainment field and all that bring a lot of legitimacy to causes like this. Um, two girls and a pup, same kind of thing. So it's huge. It's a huge well, benefit. Thank you. Yeah, thank and it's, you. I'm, and I mean that. Well, it started out as a dumb idea, <laughs> quote unquote, dumb idea in a pet store, and is is really starting to grow. And now I'm seeing all these cool opportunities and ideas. And I know way more dog facts than I ever did yeah. six months ago yeah. or a year before that. Yeah. And, well, and, and animals are so much fun. I mean, they're so. I mean, it's such a great culture, and it's and you learn so much from them, and so much love, but also, um, you know, that you'd be surprised how much the fields mend. You know, it's it's a a place where people have to take chances. There's a, heart, a lot of heart involved, and there's a lot of things that I learned from my time in the entertainment uh, field yeah. that I really relate to with people in animal world. Do you uh, do you? Like, I feel like I would constantly be crying. I would be so sad all the time. I'm so happy all the time. Are you? Yeah, I'm, I, uh, you know, there's a lot, you see a lot of everything, right? But man, I see so much great stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so when you see, yeah, you you know, you'll see animals that don't make it, or you say, darn, I, you know, there's 30 more that we still need to save this month. But I'm like, man, we weren't here. We wouldn't have saved. 250 animals would have not survived. Right. So I tend to look at things that way. We're very uplifting um, because we're going to stop this. There's a solution. This is going to happen. Yeah. And it's super exciting. Wait, are you a natural optimist in real life? Or did dogs teach you to be, or dogs and cats? Ugh, I forgot about the cats. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's, there's them too. There's those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think dogs have taught me that a yeah. lot. Yeah. And I've just seen it. I've seen amazing thing happen, happen in my time in animal welfare and I am a total optimist thanks to animals yeah yeah they really do and they teach you patience yeah I say that all the time in the, as an impatient person yeah um, but it's true all yeah. right where are we going now all What's right let's go cool? we'll go back so go I'm, back. I'm gonna show okay. you I'm gonna show you uh so we have a little play yard over here we do a bunch of other stuff with dogs I'll show you some other areas with dogs are you interested in seeing cats we have I a mean, kitten nursery we can, I'll go look right, at them. All right. I feel like it would not be cool of me to be a total jerk to cat people. Yeah. Um, I'm just not as into them. But my sister got a cat. Oh, yeah? And I have to accept my cat nephew. Yeah. Well, you know, they're they're on the up and up, you know. They're starting to say more Americans own cats and dogs now. Can you believe it? They're taking over. I, I'm going to fix that yeah. right now. I'm not. I'm taking all these dogs home. <laughs> so how do you keep, um, 
I know your website talks about like ten dollars a month. Can yeah. you give this and and all these you know blankets and shelter? Yep. How do you keep those prices so low to help these animals? We really depend on the goodness of people, man. We're a nonprofit, so we know that adoption fees aren't going to pay for the amount of money that we put into these animals. But we know getting people involved and getting them behind what we're trying to do, they give money and they kept us alive. Okay. So we're completely privately funded. So if we ask for blankets, people bring it. If we ask for food, same thing. And obviously if we ask for money, yeah, they come and they bring it. And we just do a really good job of making sure we tell people and show people what we're doing with their money so they know it's going to the right places. Did you grow up with dogs or cats? I did, both. Oh, yeah, did. my parents, you know, I was an army kid. So um, I grew up literally moving every year and I lived in horrifically bad places like I grew up in Arkansas in Georgia <laughs> and my mom was in San Diego so I had this huge culture shock oh, right so right. my only friends were my animals so when I actually <laughs> not consciously wanted to make a decision to do something more community oriented I think that's why I went to animals they were the ones that were there for me growing up you yeah know? what's one of the most embarrassing stories you have with the dog Oh, jeez. Like one of the dumbest things you've ever done. Oh, I mean, I got completely raped by a dog once. What? I mean, uh, we used to have to do these things where we would do, like, what we, you, you do safety evaluations. So you go in the shelter and you just want to make sure that this dog isn't going to rip some kid's head off, right? Right. And there's this huge Rottweiler, and you're super friendly, being great, waggy tail, but he's huge Rottweiler. So Rottweilers are, you know, 80 pounds. Right. And um, I was going to pet him, and I remember part of the, the initiation was to pet them all the way through their butt, and he really liked that. So he <laughs> literally jumped down, jumped on top of me. On, I fell right on my back, and he just started humping me. Oh, no. And I was on the ground in front of the guy that was training me how to do, <laughs> and I couldn't do anything. He was too strong for me. Oh, no. So that was probably up there with one of the most embarrassing <laughs> moments of my life. But, uh, you know, all right. I, I, you know, nobody was hurt in the long process. It's, the, it's the fact that it was 80 pounds yeah. is, I think, the toughest part. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, he totally encompassed me. So this, this is place a really is cool huge, area. By the way. I know. Huge. Yeah, 44,000 square feet. Wow. Yeah, big. So these two wonderful ladies uh, work in the nursery right now. <gasps> one Can of we the, see puppies? I don't know. We ones? don't have any puppies. I don't. Ugh, I hate right this now. interview. Yeah. This is over. I know. I'm leaving. Okay, you're out of here. I was promised puppies. I'm I know. I that. know that cats aren't your biggest thing, but I'm going to tell you one thing about cats that I think is going to really interest you. I'm going to roll my eyes through it. All right. All right. In LA shelters. Kittens, little kittens, little baby kittens right. are the number one animal that die in LA city shelters. And the reason being is, is you get these little, these little guys that are as big as your hand right. that come in that have to, like our babies, you know, have to be fed every two hours, every four hours. So this place, uh, anytime from about March through November is full of like 130 kittens. All right, that's cute. Isn't it cute? They're adorable. Yeah. So they're feeding them. All we right. have people that are over here uh, overnight feeding them and all of this stuff. With a bottle. With a bottle. Oh. And when, when you feed them, their ears do this. It's, like it's amazing. Really? Oh, yeah. They're adorable. They're so cute. Right. So if you ever get a chance, come back during kitten season because you're going to see amazing cuteness. I'm telling you, it'll right. slay you. If and I can... we have puppies sometimes, too. Okay. okay. Do you ever, like, strap on a <clears throat> fake, like, because have you ever seen how men can, like, wear those bras oh, yeah. so they can breastfeed their oh, yeah. kid? Do you ever strap that on cats so they can breastfeed kittens? Funny enough, you know, that a lot of people use surrogate moms. So actually new moms introducing kittens to other moms. So it's not even strapping it on. It's just, uh, hey, here's another mom. Take, oh, okay. take it going and, and, okay. and go with it. Can a dog ever nurse a cat? Yes. Really? Oh, I don't know if a dog can nurse a cat. Okay. I don't know about that. Sorry. I don't know if milk can cross or not. Yeah, I don't think so. 
but I don't know. We, don't, we can follow up on right, that. I'd, we'll have to Google that. I'd like to know that information, yeah. please. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's cool. So anyway, so yeah, there's a lot of life-saving goes on. So we take like 2,000 of those little kittens every year in here, so it's crazy. But right now, it is winter, so cats aren't... Um, you know, making with the babies as much right now. Wait, they go on a cycle? They do. Really? Yeah. All so, cats around the world? And dogs. Really? Yeah. So you'll see like summertime, uh, anytime between May and October is when you'll see a lot of babies, both cats and dogs. So is it just like, is it like the movie Bambi where it's like, oh, it's the time and they're like, totally. That's the Springs spring out. Season. Yeah. The summer's out. There's more sun. So it's, I guess it just makes those hormones go and the animals are ready to uh, procreate. I guess by their nature, they would hibernate yeah. at night. Or yeah. Just, winter, yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. Have you ever delivered a cat or a dog? I ha oh yeah. I mean, not personally, but in my closet or in our shelter, oh, really? happens all the time. Oh yeah. But are you there for it? You've seen oh, it. Oh yeah, I've really? seen it. Oh yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. But you, yes, I've seen do it. Do you have children? I do not have children. Okay. No. I'm just curious if yeah. you called that disgusting. Uh, yes. I probably would. I probably not wouldn't. okay, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> as a as a female, as a human. Until it's your a kid, being, I guess. Right? Yeah. Come on. All right. All understood. Right. understood. Um, okay, so this is a really important question here. Okay. So my dog's name is Comet. Yes. As you know. Yep. And I've talked about this before of that. I don't really like his name. It's fine. Okay. He needs to be like Javier. Okay. But I like when that. I got him, I thought, oh, it's too late. I don't want to change his name. That would be weird. So here's a question. Who names the dogs? Do they ever come with dogs' names already? How do you name them? And can I name them? All great questions. Mm -hmm. So generally, if they come in with a name and it's not something like Killer or Chaos, we'll leave it. Okay. Right? Um, but if we have 16 princesses, uh, might get a little confusing. Oh, it's so, not like elementary school where you're like Princess Yeah, Princess M. A. Yeah. And a. Exactly. <laughs> okay, okay. So at those point in times, we might change them. But animals are resilient. So we know. And most people, when they adopt, uh, will change the name I anyway. Have done that. You totally could have done That's that. It's now definitely too late. Yeah. But you totally could have done that. Can, are there any dogs I can name today? Uh, yeah. Really? I'm sure. Can I go name some dogs? Yeah, here. Let's, let's go look and see oh who we gosh, have. Oh my gosh, that yeah. would be amazing. Yeah. But then you have to be like, if you're going to adopt this dog, you have to keep the name. <laughs> I'll do my best. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if contractually I can do that. Well, yeah, we can just, do our best. you can lie to my face. Right. I'll believe anything right. at this right. point. So we always have our new dogs that come in are generally here because they come in, they get their spay and neuter surgeries, they get all their vaccines, and then they go out into the floor. So we'll see if we have any newbies coming in today that you'd oh, be able to name. It looks pretty empty right now. Yeah, it does. Well, we usually, sometimes won't be here till later, so I oh, might okay. have to send you some pictures. Okay. I can email you my list of names. I like them. And then take some pictures and let me know. Because you know what one of them is going to be named, right? What? Monique. Oh, I love that. There's no, I don't think oh, there's ever that. been a dog named Monique. We can do that. Okay. I promise you I'll name you a dog named Monique. Yeah, like, I'll send you'll you a send picture. Me a picture? Oh, okay. yeah, for sure. That would be amazing. Oh. So what would you say... Um, Obviously, you know, going to the Riot LA show, mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. hint, hint, um, mm -hmm. plug me there. But mm -hmm. besides that, besides donating money, what are some of the biggest things that uh, we can do to help, you know, best friends and help just animals in general? I, I know fostering can be a good thing. Yeah, fostering is huge, yeah. Um, well, fostering, just to, to name, you know, a lot of people are like, yeah, you know, I can maybe keep a pet for two or three weeks. That's perfect because, you know, a lot of times it's just giving them a little bit more time to find a home. Donating is huge because, you know, whether it's not any kind of rescue group or best friends or whoever, like, we only do what we do because of the, you know, the gratuity of people giving us uh, donations. Volunteering. So, like, if you wanted to come, get a good workout, walk some dogs, play with some cats, um, that's huge. Um, 
networking on Instagram, social media, like if you wanted to go on city shelter sites and network some specific animals to try to get them more attention. How do you actually pick, so if you go to a shelter yeah. and there are 10 dogs but you only have room for five, how yeah. do you pick them? Well, a lot of times on assessment. So what we do is, um, you know, we're an adoption agency, so we are going to find the dogs that are most at risk, meaning they'll have a list that they'll say, hey, guys, if we can't get these guys out, these are the first ones we're going to have to okay. um, put to sleep. Um, so we'll go to those first. Okay. Um, and as long as they're not ready to rip a child's head off or anything like that, those are the animals that we're going to pull okay. and then move forward. What's, we'll move down. What do you think the number one breed is that you get? Um, the number one breed that we get and that we hold on to mostly are, we get more chihuahuas than anything in LA shelters. However, pit bulls are the, the number one dog that seem to move slower. But there's a lot of really great pit bulls in. And it's, you know, a lot of renters, you know, we're a city that have a lot of renters. Like right. if you have dogs over 40 pounds, it can be really tough for you to find a place to live. Right. Pit bull regardless, you know. Well, and it seems like the pit bulls are starting to get their reputations oh, coming yeah. back. Because there was just a time when it was that fear-mongering yeah. about them, and they're not bad yeah, animals. not at all. Um, what are some other, like, misconceptions that you have found? About pits? Yeah, or they're just not dogs, good with in, dogs in general, that, or, you know. Well, one, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, so we were talking about naming a dog. A dog's eight years old, you want to give it a new name, dog's going to learn its new name. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. Okay. Um, a lot of times it's just them, they really want to please us, so as soon as they understand kind of what we want from them, they're going to do everything in their power to do that. So um, whether it's a routine of going out, whether it's trying to trait train them, anything like that. Um, Dogs are great with cats. A lot of people don't think dogs and cats sure. match very well, but honestly, sometimes size can be an issue, but a lot of times dogs and cats really enjoy being with one another. Um, the fact that uh, big, large dogs always needs tons of exercise and walks. Actually, the bigger the dog is, the less you need to actually yeah, exercise those, them. Those, what are those called? Weimarammers, which is the hardest word to say. Oh, around. yeah. Um, those things are just lazy. and just Or like around. mastiffs. Yeah. Or like, you know, those huge things. So it's like, you're like, oh, I can't have a dog this big. I live in an apartment. No, apartment's perfect for a dog like that. Yeah. They're like, all right, we went half a block. We're good. Let's yeah. go back. They're like, you know. they're like my ex-boyfriend. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So no, so there's a lot of misconceptions, and a lot of it is just that you know dogs can't learn new things, um, you know, and and with pit bulls in, in particular, they're not bit by a magical spider where they're these like exotic dogs and are not like regular dogs. Right. They are dogs. They're amazing dogs. So, right. Okay. Yeah. So cat world. All right. Um, look I'm at in. this freaking thing. Oh, hold on, I, you just brought me. I wasn't prepared for this. Oh this no. Cat, no, I'm right. <laughs> I can handle it. Look at this. You got the you got the cat wheel. Sometimes we have them rolling around here. That's we have an all awesome these crazy room. things for. Oh yeah. Do you remember as a kid? I, I'm gonna guess we're around the same age. Yeah. Um, 25. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you remember? What is it called? Discovery Zone? Oh, yeah. Right? This oh, is yeah. like this Discovery, is Discovery Zone, Zone for... Oh, yeah. That's totally what it is. Hey, that's a great You should rename reference. this room. <laughs> the Monique Madrid Discovery Zone room. I'm going to come back and everything's just going to be named after me. That's my... <laughs> that's my So, goal. have you heard of the My Cat from Hell guy, Jackson Galaxy? Do you know that guy? Have you ever heard of him? He's on Animal Planet. I kind of ignore cat stuff, so no. Yeah, so I mean, I'm not. really not trying to be a dick about it. That's it's, okay. But it's just... Yeah, it's okay. I mean, these cats are cute. I yeah. get it. Yeah, whatever. But tell me about this guy. So anyway, he has a big TV show in Animal Planet. A lot of people love him. He designed the room for us. Wow. So. That's one of the perks about being in LA. We got people like Monique. We got Jackson Galaxy. Right? You know what I mean? It's right? like, it's great. If I wanted to book a show just me for the dogs in the middle of the um, 
back in the middle of the sanctuary right there. Could, could we do Darn, that? Of course. We could just, yeah, of course. I think they'd like my humor. Oh, I think so too. Okay. Yeah. Now, how come you don't have any cats? You're um, so all about cats. I have one cat. Oh. Okay. So I do have a cat. So, um, but like you, uh, for some reason, I've just tended more towards dogs, but I do have a cat. No, I mean, I think I get it. Like, yeah. I get why people like him. They're just not my thing. Yeah. It? And my husband's allergic, so it's a nice excuse. And my dog hates him. He is one of those. <laughs> he is one that does, yeah. does not want to have It's like we, th- we think like a cat murdered his mom yeah. in front of him because when yeah. he sees one, he is out for revenge. Yeah. For yeah, sure. so probably cat's not good for your household, though, for so sure. The, so wait, these people in here are probably going to adopt one of these Yeah, cats? yeah. So they're in there kind of looking around, seeing if they can make a, make a love match there. Um, you know, the process for us is really easy. It's really just trying to get to know um, some specific things about people, what they're looking for, what their lifestyle's like, and we'll try to match them up. Um, so you'll suggest dogs. You don't yeah. just say, run around, yep. go find one. You yep. kind of pick out ones that might be a good fit. Right, but I mean, sometimes like, you know, in the real world, sometimes we use our eyes um, to pick out things like partners or animals, right. you know, because we like aesthetically pleasing things. I've never looked at my husband no, once. I'm, I'm, I'm sure, besides you, but I'm just telling you, sometimes with people, people that kind of happens. Gotcha. And uh, if that happens, as long as it's not uh, an unsafe environment, what we'll do is try to set them up for success because sometimes opposites do attract. So the people that have like the home that everything's in the right place and they want this terrorizing kitten, you don't think will work, but for some reason that kitten just grabs their heart and it's a complete change. Have you ever um, denied someone? Oh yeah. Yeah, what would be the reasons for that? Basically, if they want to have an animal that's not gonna be a companion. So sometimes you'll have people that will like, oh, I want this cat, but it's gonna live out in the garage and just kill mice for me. Um, You know, we don't have those type of cats. These are companion animals. Okay. Um, If somebody comes in drunk or high, obviously they're not really in in the same mind to be doing. Yeah, yeah. like wait till after you get the dog. Exactly. Celebrate, (laughs) fine, but not before. That's That's right. Or like if it's just a safety issue. So if we knew a a dog that can jump a six foot fence and they want to adopt a dog that we know can do that and they have no plan on to keep that, like we can't do that stuff. Do you have suggestions for, let's say that I was in the market for a dog. Okay. Or a cat. Okay. Nah, I'm in the market for a dog. Okay, yeah, let's, let's just be honest here. Yeah. my belief there. If I was in the market for a dog, I came <laughs> here, what are tips that I need to, to know to find a good dog for me? Well, what are you looking for? What's your lifestyle like? Um, these are easy. You don't have to think a lot. I, well, honestly. I want a dog who's good at producing comedy shows. Okay. And I want a dog. Okay. That's a pretty specialized field, so that might be a little more difficult, okay. but we can work on it. All right. I can. I could head up the Monique Madrid uh, dog wing. Yeah. Could be the, I like it. the entertainment dog <laughs> like portion. It. Well, we definitely have some some dogs that like to ham it up, so we could certainly point you in that direction to begin with. But um, you don't really have to know much. Like yeah. we'll learn kind of what you're looking for, what your lifestyle's like, and do our best. You know, it's a shelter environment, so we can't predict exactly what's gonna happen in your home, but we do a pretty good job of setting you guys up for success. We have a lifetime commitment. So Monique, if you go home and it's like, this dog is completely different than we thought it was, we're not gonna be like, sorry, it's your responsibility to live with it forever. Um, You have a warranty. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, well, and exactly right. And it's it's not a failure, right? Like most of us don't end up with our high school sweethearts either. Sometimes it takes some time to figure out who your match is. And it's the same thing in the animal world. So that's it. And once, you know, you select a dog, we'll, you know, bring you up. You can do a meet and greet. We'll tell you everything we have about the animal. Like one of the adoption uh, specialists here will give you any background information, answer any questions. Do you, like, go home at night and hear dogs howling and barking in your sleep? 
I have, yes. A lot of times, <laughs> They're yes. They're so loud in there. Yes. You, it's, it's like anything. You do get used to it, but yeah, it does. It definitely uh, resides a little bit in my head. So you get to meet some of my guys. Yeah. Hi, guys. Yeah. Oh, my God. These yeah. are yours from this home? This is the Peralta clan, all but one. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. Living stuffed animal, living stuffed animal. <laughs> oh, and that's the best part. Your dogs can come to work they with do. you. They come to work. <gasps> Pekingese, which is real inventive, but her name is Estelle Getty. <laughs> and her cat's name, our cat's name is B. Arthur. Oh, um, yes. So yeah, we're very Golden Girls uh, fans in the Peralta house. Do you have a, do you have a favorite, do you have a favorite in here? Oh yeah, for sure. You Red do? sweater. Come on, the one with the sweater? Favorite. <laughs> What's the sweater? That's Shorty. Shorty. That's my boy. He's been with me the longest. Hi, so. buddy. Oh my gosh, he's yeah. so cute. And who's Thank this you. one? So you have Shorty. This is Clarence. Clarence is another um, pug. Clarence is another pug. <laughs> and then we've got Asher, the pit bull. Asher's super cool looking. Yeah, Estelle Getty, who's the Pekingese. <laughs> and then we have Milton, who is running around. Oh, Milton's back here. Hi, Milton. Are you scared under there? Yeah. Oh, Milton's cute. Milton's just quite, never quite sure what's going on. It's so okay. He just kind of rolls with the punches. That's a good name for, so, for you. Yeah. Hi. Hi, baby. Yeah. Um... God, like, you, what a fun, it's awesome. rewarding life you have. Yeah, it's awesome. That's so great. Yeah. Um, all right. This is so distracting. <laughs> it's like doing comedy for a bunch of dogs. It's very distracting. Um, well, first of all, like I said, thank you again yeah. for... Are you kidding? This is so fun. No, yeah, no. This Please. is like going down on the other dog. Oh, yeah. It's a little... Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, he's, you know, he's confused. It's okay. It's His okay. dad loves him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. dog, I'm, I'm very open work it out. my dog. Do you know where the name, I mean, I know where the name came from, but yeah. who named and how did the name Best Friends come about? You know, as far as the name goes, I think it was, you know, we were founded by a bunch of best friends. So, oh. and, you know, when they decided to put their efforts towards making a better life for man's best friend, dogs, animals right. in general... That's kind of how the name just kind of stuck. Um, it just really encapsulates oh, nice. what, you know, we're about, you know. So, and we shouldn't be killing our best friends. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, all right, Mark, one final thing that we do on every podcast okay. is a little game okay. that we call Off the Leash. Off the Leash. leash all right, leash, all right. Leash. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to ask you some questions you have to answer without thinking too hard. Okay. Right? Get it? Got I'll, it. You can't pause. Got it. I'm really good at not thinking, so right. I'm going to be good at this I can tell thing. that about you. Off the Leash, question number one, what is your favorite dog movie? Uh, Turner and Hooch. Yeah. Yes. I like slobber. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite breed? Pug. They're living stuffed animals. They're kind of, they're kind of chunky like me. They snort, they snore. I mean, I kind of can just relate to them. This one is cleaning the other's ears yes. out, I'd like to point out. Yes. Um, sorry, back to what I was doing. Off the leash. What is your favorite dog name? Mortimer. Ooh, do you yeah. know a Mortimer? I do know a Mortimer. Yeah? So, yeah, he's 21 years old and looks exactly what a Mortimer would look like. 21? So, yeah. yeah. What's the longest, this is not off-leash anymore, what's the longest dog breed? Like, the oldest dog breed? You know, usually the little guys live the longest. So, okay. Chihuahuas, uh, those type of breeds can generally live longer. If you have big guys like Mastiffs, sometimes they only live to be 9, 10 years old. Yeah. So. What about Dachshunds who produce a comedy they, show? They can live a long time. So, okay. yeah, 15, 20 years. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Uh, dogs or cats and why? Kind of talk about it. Uh, dogs. 
Uh, I tend to be, you know, simple thinking, uh, adolescent type acting, and I think that goes more towards dogs. I think cats are a little bit more uh, intelligent, a little bit more uh, premeditated. So, oh. you know, I just relate with the uh, the dumber breed, and I think that's a dog. Is it um, bad PC for you to say that that cats can be a bit of assholes? Um, I, I think they're just more particular. I don't think they're assholes. You don't? I don't, actually. Okay. I just think you got to earn it. Oh, you know what I mean? I'm just not worthy. Oh, yeah, you got to earn it. That's fair. Yeah. That's so fair. when you do, it's like, man. You're very you know, Oh, yeah, person. it's like, you really did something. I don't it's think it's, it's like a marathon. I've never tried it yeah. and probably never will. So I'll just never know what how good it feels yeah. to run a marathon or have a cat on me. <laughs> and that's fine. I've, I've made peace with that. Yeah. Uh, who do you think would make a better best friend, Oprah or a golden retriever? Golden retriever. Ooh. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't think you can, you know. Why isn't Stedman, uh, you know, kind of a, a, you know, marrying Oprah? There's some things about Oprah that we just don't know. We're a golden retriever. I think you see what you get. You know, there's some mystery to Oprah. I like that. Yeah, I don't know. Well, thank you. Thank You're you welcome. for being on the podcast. Oh, my pleasure. This is so thank great. You, Monique. You're welcome. So, so great. There you go. That's the Best Friends Society. They're such an amazing organization. Please go visit them at bestfriendsla.org. You can follow them on Twitter at bestfriends, on Instagram at bfas underscore la, and they're also on Facebook. Uh, make sure you come to our show on January 31st. It's going to be amazing. They have an adoption event there. You can literally adopt your new best friend and then walk into our show with him and show him what an awesome parent you are. It's going to spoil him. He's going to be like, what? This is all the time? Yeah, it is because our show is once a month. Best Friends is having a really cool deal going on in January. They've got the Love is Ageless adoption promotion, which is $25 for any dog or cat over five years old and only five bucks if you're an adopter who's over 55. Then they have the biggest beautiful promotion, 25 bucks, gets you any dog over 30 pounds or more. Um, the other thing, oh my God, I get to name some dogs. I might as well have won the Oscar here. So besides the name Monique, tweet at me. Let me know some other names that we should name these dogs. Mark said that he'll take pictures and send them my way. So I'll share them with you. We're going to have Monique the dog. We got to have a Javier. Uh, maybe I'll name one like Couch. That's fun. What else you got? You can tweet to me at Monique Madrid. You can tweet the show at Two Girls One Pup Show. And then, of course, we're on Facebook at Two Girls One Pup. We're on Instagram at Two Girls One Pup Show and go to our website, twogirlsonepupshow.com, where you can find out about great upcoming shows like Riot LA, as well as other shows every month at the Tailwagger's Pet Store. The Two Girls One Pup Pupcast is produced by myself and Sammy Junio and is part of the Hello Lion Face Podcast Network. Additional contributions and Googling by Corey Rittmaster. Our theme music was created by Matthew Lauren Cohen. The Two Girls One Pup logo was designed by Lindsay McRae and the Pupcast logo was redesigned by Heather Hanford. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, share, review, shout it from the rooftops, howl at the moon, tell people about us. Thanks. Sit, Comet, sit. I said sit. Ugh. Don't embarrass me, dog.